Thank you for watching NTD Business. Coming up, Elon Musk may end Ukraine's Starlink internet service. The satellite network is vital to Ukraine's defense against Russia. And dysfunction in Britain. The finance minister is sacked just two weeks after his tax cut plan caused chaos in the country's financial system. And Chinese police stations are opening up all around the world, including in the United States. We take a look at how things could get even worse after this Sunday. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Don Ma here. Twitter says Elon Musk is under investigation over his $44 billion Twitter deal. That's according to a court filing made public Thursday. Though it didn't give any details on the focus of the probes or which federal authorities are conducting them, a Musk attorney responded to Twitter's court filing. He called it a misdirection and said it's Twitter's executives actually that are under federal investigation. We'll keep you updated. And Elon Musk has hinted he might end the Starlink internet service that he's providing Ukraine. He said on Twitter today it's costing him $20 million a month. And he says he can't shoulder that forever. Starlink is a system of small satellites that beam internet signals to people with Starlink terminals. He's donated around 20,000 terminals to Ukraine. The service has been vital to Ukraine during the war. One Ukrainian soldier said Starlink changed the war in Ukraine's favor. That's after Russia did its best to interfere with Ukraine's other communication systems. Here's a video from the Ukraine's Defense Department from just two weeks ago. Thank God we have Starlink. It's a lifesaver. It's something magical. Starlink is, in fact, the only thread of communication with the outside world. In addition to being convenient and quick, it is also safe. This is a super thing, a great connection in the most inaccessible places. You always have a connection with your relatives and brothers in arms. It's made as for the military. One wire plugged into the socket and it already works. Thank you very much, Elon. You help us a lot. Thank you for Starlink. Hello, Elon. Thank you for Starlink. Elon Musk. Thank you very much. Thank you, Elon Musk. And we talked to U.S. space and defense expert Brandon Weikert. He told us Starlink ensured successful counteroffensives by Ukraine. Ukrainian ground forces were able to coordinate and communicate with each other, with any air forces overhead. They were able to kind of act as one uh, coherent, coalesced entity across a long arc of advance against a, a much larger Russian force. Um, and what happened was... The SpaceX Starlink system basically kept Ukraine in the fight. Members of Ukraine's military have said Starlink is more dependable than even the radio. It's helped them with their use of drones, which help soldiers identify targets in real time. Before, the soldiers themselves had to go physically out into the, to the field and look around for the target. One commander says without Starlink, the military's effectiveness may drop 60%. Musk started sending Starlink terminals to Ukraine back in February. That was after a Ukrainian official asked him for help blocking Russian rockets. But this has been very expensive for Musk in many ways. And Weikert, the space expert, says it's cost him politically as well. The minute that Mr. Musk 
provided Starlink services to exclusively Ukraine, the Russians began targeting Starlink systems and the Chinese threatened, uh, knowing that the Americans would try to replicate this in any fight between China and Taiwan. Um, the, the Chinese said that they're developing means to destroy those Starlink systems, which is a huge investment by SpaceX. And now, so I think Musk really put his neck on the line. Musk sent a letter to the Pentagon last month. He said he can't continue funding Ukraine's Starlink service and asked it for help with funding. We don't know yet if the Pentagon will do so, but former CIA intelligence officer Tim Chrisman says it probably should. The fact that a single person stepped up and delivered for the past six months is astonishing. There's, you know, the collective will of the Western world um, has turned towards solving this problem, and one man has been supplying communications. I think whether or not he should or shouldn't uh, continue to do that isn't necessarily the point. I think now it's definitely time for the U.S. and our allies to step up and say, look, hey, thanks for covering down while we couldn't. Uh, we'll take it from here because this is a critical enabling tool for uh, our Ukrainian allies. It's also possible Musk may be worried about how the war has escalated. Recently, he said he was extremely concerned that it could turn nuclear. He proposed a peace plan that aims to extinguish that risk. He also suggested countries like the U.S. don't have a valid plan for ending the war that makes a nuclear conflict less likely. I'll keep you updated. And turning to the U.K., Prime Minister Liz Truss fired her finance minister, Kwasi Kortang, today. She scrapped a key part of their economic package as the turmoil in the UK financial markets continues. Trust said it was a difficult decision, but she had to do it to stabilize the country's economy. NTD's Faye Quarter has the story. We will get through this storm. UK Prime Minister Liz Truss ditched her finance minister I was incredibly and made sorry a major U-turn him. on a tax cut plan on Friday. It comes after the plan sparked market chaos and political turmoil in the country. Is the Prime Minister next, Mr. Quartang? Chancellor Kwesi Quarting said he had resigned at Truss's request after being called back to London overnight from his trip to Washington. Speaking at a news conference, Truss said she would now go ahead with a planned tax increase on businesses next year. But it is clear that parts of our mini-budget went further and faster than markets were expecting. So the way we are delivering our mission right now has to change. We need to act now to reassure the markets of our fiscal discipline. I have therefore decided to keep the increase in corporation tax that was planned by the previous government. This will raise £18 billion per year. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. In her original plan, she wanted to scrap the tax hike to spur economic growth. Truss appointed former Foreign and Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt to replace Quarting. Quarting is the country's shortest-serving chancellor since 1970. Truss insists the UK needs a pro-growth policy, but she said she also needs to ensure the country's economic stability. I want to deliver a low-tax, high-wage, high-growth economy. It's what I was elected by my party to do. That mission remains. Last month, Truss promised massive tax cuts and deregulation to try to shock the economy out of years of stagnant growth. But the backlash from markets was so ferocious that the Bank of England had to intervene to prevent pension funds from being caught up in the chaos. And borrowing and mortgage costs surged. 
After Truss's speech on Friday, the pound slid against the dollar and two-year British government bonds turned negative. The new British finance minister, Jeremy Hunt, will set out the government's medium-term fiscal plan on October 31st. And you may have heard that Chinese police stations are opening up all around the world, including here in the U.S. It's an unprecedented phenomenon that started under Chinese leader Xi Jinping. And this Sunday, Xi Jinping may become leader of the CCP for another five years or even longer. He's set things up to become leader for life. So will the Chinese police force have more presence in the West if Xi gets another term? Generally, there are no term limits for general secretaries of the Chinese Communist Party, but in recent decades, the norm has been for leaders to step down willingly after two five-year terms. But it looks like Xi does not intend to step down. He consolidated power after taking office in 2012. He eliminated political rivals through a so-called anti-corruption campaign. If he gets a third term as head of the party, he will be in prime position to drive his policy, policy agenda even further. Domestically, this could mean things like expanding the party's reach in Chinese society, but globally, it could mean boosting China's influence and power projection abroad. And this may include expanding China's police presence overseas. U.S. priorities should first be to prepare for a far more aggressive and assertive China uh, than what we have encountered thus far. Uh, China's growth has been alarming, and that has fueled uh, an aspect of aggression in its foreign policies. After the 20th Party Congress, we should expect this to become worse. And we should expect it to be so because Xi Jinping will have his domestic house in order. And that was China expert Bradley Thayer. He's a founding member of the Committee on the Present Danger in China. Even as we speak right now, we're already seeing glimpses of how Beijing is extending its police presence. This is happening in the Solomon Islands. And here's how China is developing its police presence. Instead of sending its own Chinese police there, Beijing is training the Solomon Islands police with Chinese characteristics. 32 Solomon Islands officers will be sent to China for training and for so-called a better understanding of Chinese culture. The officers will stay in the country for one month. You might remember the Solomon Islands from earlier this year when it signed a pact with China that garnered concern from the U.S. The pact said that China can send Chinese forces to the country to, quote, protect the safety of Chinese personnel and projects. The concern here was that China could send troops to the Solomon Islands and establish a permanent military base there. But as a country, you have to ask, do you really want the Chinese Communist Party to train your police officers? I mean, just look to the Hong Kong protests. Look at the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. Now, let me ask you, do you want this kind of policing where you live? Well, this may be in the realm of possibility because Beijing has reportedly opened hundreds of police stations outside of China. That's, that's including one in New York City and three in Canada. Right now, the purpose of these Chinese police stations, of course, is not to stop people at gunpoint. But here's Frank Gaffney explaining what these Chinese police stations do. In practice, what they are, evidently, is as frankly one would expect from the Chinese Communist Party, instruments of reaching out and not just touching, but garroting individuals that they seek to either, you know, uh, extricate from wherever they may be and return home to face prosecution there for some cause, or 
perhaps to force them to engage in, who knows, uh, espionage, uh, recruitment, sabotage, any number of other things, I would imagine. Gaffney says that these police stations can even potentially target foreigners. News of these Chinese police stations were first reported by, China, by human rights group Safeguard Defenders. The co-author of the report says what's even more concerning about this situation is that democratic governments are apparently not aware or even concerned about this happening on their soil, even though this is a violation of their territorial sovereignty and undermines basic freedoms. And on to Wall Street. U.S. stocks ended lower today. The Dow Jones dropped 404 points or 1 and 3 tenths of a percent. S&P 500 fell 87 points or 2 and 4 tenths of a percent. The Nasdaq dropped 328 points or 3 and 1 tenths of a percent. And climate change protesters threw tomato soup over one of the rarest Vincent van Gogh paintings, reportedly worth over $80 million. It happened at a London museum this morning. worth more art or life is it worth more than food worth more than justice the painting called sunflowers is unharmed says the museum since there's a thin layer of glass protecting it police say both protesters were arrested for aggravated trespass and criminal damage the protesters were part of the just stop oil group which is trying to prevent britain's new oil and gas projects And meanwhile, scientists have proposed blocking the sun in order to make a positive impact on climate change. Both the White House and a certain billionaire are funding the research. NTD's Sean Marshall explains. The White House is thinking about sunblock. No, not that type of sunblock, but actually blocking out the sun for climate change purposes. The White House is conducting a five-year research plan to study how to limit the amount of sunlight that reaches the Earth a process sometimes called solar geoengineering or sunlight reflection. I asked Larry Behrens of Power of the Future how the idea of spraying sulfur dioxide and using other methods to block out the sun sound to him. Uh, When it has, you know, properties that are really unknown to um, how it's going to affect the environment and the people below, it's, um, you know, they say they just want to study it, but instead of really looking at perhaps solutions that are innovative, that could be closer to the ground, I would argue, it's probably not a a great idea to be spending, you know, one proposal I think was $10 billion to spend on this. Billionaire Bill Gates has his own sunblocking experiments in the works. Gates is financially backing the development of sun-dimming technology that would potentially reflect sunlight out of Earth's atmosphere, attempting to trigger a global cooling effect. Sunlight reflection first showed up in a 1965 report to President Lyndon B. Johnson entitled Restoring the Quality of Our Environment, a Harvard professor told CNBC. Such experiments may bring up memories of some 2007 Simpsons episodes where character Mr. Burns tried to block the sun because it was giving people free energy. Take one last look at the sun, Springfield. Barons, who stands to profit from this research? And so it's awfully convenient that scientists who get grants from the federal government, then they write studies that propose ideas that are supported by politicians that then raise money to send more money to those scientists that then write studies that say this is what the federal government could do. 
Some environmentalists consider sunlight reflection a moral hazard because it offers a relatively easy and inexpensive alternative to doing the work of reducing emissions. Yet its overall impacts are still unknown. But when you're looking at spraying chemicals directly into the air, there is no way of knowing really the impact right now. And scientists will even tell you that according to what they've said. Sean Marshall, NTD News. And Slovakia's largest utility company has completed loading fuel for a long-delayed nuclear power plant. It's one of the few new nuclear units to come online as Europe struggles with a power supply shortage. NTD's Andrew Thomas has the details. The plant director says the 471-megawatt unit is expected to produce electricity in late October or early November. The new unit will produce around 3.7 terawatt-hours per year, covering 13% of Slovakia's electricity consumption. The loading of the fuel started on September 9th at 1.16 a.m. local time with the first batch. There are 349 batches in the reactor altogether. Russia has cut gas supplies to Europe in response to sanctions over the country's invasion of Ukraine. The move has prompted a frantic search for alternatives to avert a looming energy crisis this winter. Our position in Europe will be significant as we add a stable, clean energy source with no emissions. It will reliably deliver some 3.7 terawatt-hours per year to Europe's energy network. Slovakia will become a net electricity exporter after the utility company completes Unit 4, with about a two-year lag after Unit 3. After launching Unit 3, we will be in a balanced state. In order to be able to export electricity, it will be necessary to launch Unit 4. The nuclear power plant is based on the Soviet VVER design with control systems from Siemens and Areva. Construction was halted in the 1990s and resumed more than a decade ago, but has suffered repeated delays and cost overruns, with the total cost of the two units seen at around $6 billion. Andrew Thomas, NTD News. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, two grocery giants are joining forces, creating one of the biggest supermarkets in the U.S. And remember that Beyond Meat executive who allegedly bit somebody's nose? Find, find out what's happening to him. It's not good news. Then more coming up on NTD Business. big grocery store chains are joining forces. Kroger is merging with Albertsons in a $25 billion deal. It would create one of the largest grocery store chains in the country nearly as big as Walmart. Between the two of them, that's nearly 5,000 stores in 48 states and D.C. The new company would control one of every $7 people spend on groceries in the U.S. Kroger said the deal would help lower prices for customers. The merger is expected to close in 2024, though it still needs to be approved by antitrust regulators. And TikTok will build a global fulfillment center in Seattle and set up an e-commerce supply chain system. 
This is according to a recent report by Axios. TikTok claims it's the ideal platform to provide a better e-commerce experience for users. The company's ads suggest it can compete with other shopping platforms like Amazon and Walmart. According to market research company Insider Intelligence, there's a 37 billion market on U.S. social media sites. The company says almost 24 million Americans will make at least one purchase via TikTok in 2022. And a Beyond Meat executive who was recently arrested for assault is leaving the company. Chief Operating Officer Doug Ramsey allegedly bit a man's nose after an Arkansas football game. He was arrested last month on charges of terroristic threatening and third-degree battery, and he was released on bond the following day. Beyond Meat suspended Ramsey after the incident and announced that Friday will be his last day on the job. Ramsey joined the company in December of last year. It may be October right now, but Hollywood has Christmas in mind. Here's a look at some new upcoming movies from Apple TV and more. What is all of this? I am your ghost of Christmas present. Like a Christmas carol? What do you you think I'm going to be all intrigued by what's behind the door? Not even a little bit curious? Damn it! The first teaser trailer is out for Spirited, a new take on A Christmas Carol starring Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. The Yuletide comedy hits theaters November 11th and Apple TV Plus November 18th. A Halloween ghoul discovers the magic of a different holiday in the video for Snow Waltz, the title track of Lindsey Stirling's new Christmas album, out now. For her tour, launching November 17th, Sterling has been practicing aerial work, singing and playing violin while soaring above the stage. Really stepping up my game in the theatric department and, um, you know, my little skinny arms are getting stronger as we speak. Every shepherd has a song. She learns it from the sheep. The sheep learn it from the grass. We're all connected. The documentary Shepherd's Song looks at a couple trying to restore ecosystems by grazing animals. The film encourages audiences to explore how they can help heal themselves by healing the land. Shepherd's Song debuts today on the North Faces YouTube channel. And that's all the stories we have today from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. You can follow me on Twitter, too. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at ntd.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you Monday.